as this is a brand new podcast, I currently don't have a sponsor, so I'm going to back myself. Uh, as well as all the work I do around autism advocacy and this podcast and being a mum, I'm also a social media manager. So if you're a business owner and you are struggling with what to post on your socials, how to help your business grow, how to promote your business, um, that's what I do. So if you want to delegate that to anyone or if you need any help or you just want some hints and tips and advice, have a look at my page. Um, the link is in the show notes and yeah i'm gonna crack on with the episode now enjoy hi and welcome back to a another episode of how to live authentically autistic with your host amber collins I hope you're having a great week. We're having a pretty good week here, actually. It's been kind of all systems go because we're going away next week. And uh, if you know, you know, (laughs) packing for a holiday and trying to leave the country is just a fucking head fuck when you're bloody neurodivergent and then you're trying to juggle house and kids and work and all the other things. So, uh, yeah, that's all been fun. But other than that... It's all been good. Um, My podcast hit 500 downloads last week as well, which is just insane. I didn't think anyone would listen to this. I literally thought I'd have like 10 listeners. Um, So the fact that there's 500, well, not 500 individual people, but people have played this podcast 500 times. I just think that's amazing. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who enjoys the podcast and enjoys my content. And yeah, thank you so much. It means a lot. Um, I would like to post more. I wish I could, but um, my, I don't know, like, I'm just so busy with bloody work and mum mum life and everything else. So it's one of those things I kind of post as and when I can. And uh, sometimes that's once a week, sometimes it's once a month. <laughs> sometimes if you're really lucky, it's twice a week. Um, and my creative process, I don't know if anyone else who's autistic and ADHD or both or, you know, whatever, is like this. But I feel like my um, creativity really comes in fits and starts. So I'll have periods where, like, I'm super creative and I'll literally think of, like, loads of different things. I'll do loads of writing. I'll do loads of stuff. Like, my phone is literally just full of, like, bits bits and bobs that I've written. Um, And then other times I'm just, like, duh. Like, there's literally nothing. There's, like, two brain cells having an argument over the last donut. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's kind of how that is at the minute. But uh, thank you to everyone who does support it all because it means a lot. Um, so this week I, I'm going to talk about something quite, fairly quick, um, but something that I've seen come up quite a few times this week and actually in the last couple of weeks actually, and I've wanted to talk about it for a while and I've wanted to get a guest on to talk about this and because now we've hit the 10th episode, I've got a couple of people lined up who potentially I'd like to come on here and, um, but, you know, it's one of those things, it's a process and we've all got kids and it's trying to work out and everyone's free, do you know what I mean? So I don't know when that's going to happen. But, and the thing I want to talk about is um, inner child healing. Um, and inner child healing is essentially when you do the work to heal um, any kind of past pain, any past trauma that happened to you as a child. And that sounds all very woo-woo and very old. Let's go hug trees and say, um, <laughs> it's not. Um, actually, I think it's really important work that everyone, everyone should do, regardless of your neurotype, everyone should do. But as a neurodivergent person, especially if you're late diagnosed, 
um, or if you didn't get the emotional help that you needed to get. Like you've got to remember, if you were undiagnosed, you were a child that had additional needs that didn't have any of those additional needs met. Um, and even if you were childhood diagnosed like I was, or if your child's already diagnosed, you think, oh, they're fine then. The thing is, they may get support in one way, but not in another. Like for me, I got, you know, support in school. Like that was fine. I had academic support. But did I get the emotional support I needed? Probably not. And not so much like with my family, but like more to do with um, like friendships and kind of things like that. And, you know, there's other stuff that happens outside of that. There's other stuff that happened in my life outside of my divergence. Do you know what I mean? So it's not just about, oh, I'm autistic and I need in child healing. It's all the other things that happen around me. So there there's a few resources that you can do for this if you look up in a child healing on instagram or youtube there's tons and tons and tons of stuff i generally um steer people towards the book you can heal your life by louise hay um louise hay is like the pioneer of like self-development and um she had a terrible life absolutely awful don't read the last chapter of a book unless you want to cry um awful awful life and um but she took what happened to her and built it and just created the most amazing legacy. So, massive fan. And, you know, she's not here anymore, bless her, but she will continue to help people, you know, for generations and generations. But the exercises that she gets you to do in her book for inner child healing are so, so powerful. And um, I go back and do them, like, a few times if I need them. Like, if I feel like, oh, actually, I'm really, like, struggling at the moment. Sometimes I do have to go back and do it, like even just for a moment, or sometimes I have to sit and think, right, okay, what does the younger me need? And, you know, that can be anything. That could be, do you know what, actually I need to just be like, you know, a bit more playful, or I need to do something creative just for fun. You know, do you know what I mean? So it can be lots of different things, but I'm not an expert in this. This isn't my realm. This isn't what the podcast is about. This isn't what my work's about. But I think sometimes we go through the diagnosis process, we get the diagnosis, whether that be for us or someone else in our life, and then suddenly you have to unpack everything. Like You have to unpack your entire life. You have to grieve for your entire life because there is a grieving process. Some people don't like to hear it. People don't like to hear it for some reason that there's a grieving process, but there is. And like for me, even though I had my autism diagnosis as a child, obviously I had my ADHD diagnosis late, I I completely have just like had to go back through everything and go, oh my God, if I'd had this and this here, this would have been easier. If only this and this person had understood this, then this would have been easier. And sometimes stuff happens, like stuff's happened to me even, even as an adult. And I've had to go, hang on, that person treated me really badly and they shouldn't have. And because of that, you know, this and this happened. And actually, you know, this and this person took advantage of me. Like, do you know what I mean? I've had to really unpack a lot of stuff because like, I don't know if, I think I've mentioned this in the last episode obviously my diagnosis story and how it all come around like is quite unusual and I think because I didn't understand my autism until later in life which is why it's so important if you have autistic kids and you've not and you've not had the conversation yet you need to tell them <laughs> because not knowing is worse than being undiagnosed for me and like, honestly, because it just felt like I had all this information that would have been so, so helpful withheld from me. Not in malice. And the people that I know that do, that, you know, they've, they've chosen this, I understand why they worry and I understand why they think, oh, you know, they're not going to understand or will they use it to their advantage or blah, blah, blah. Honestly, like, the cons outweigh the pros. And 
for me, I lost a lot of my ability to one, empower myself and two, to use my voice. And because I didn't have that, I have struggled my entire life to set boundaries, to use my voice in situations. Like people think I'm a very like blunt person or, oh, Amber says it as it is. I really don't. I'm really not. I'm actually a massive introvert. I fucking hate any kind of conflict, any kind of confrontation, any kind of like, if I have to set boundaries with someone, it makes me feel sick. I had to send off a proposal to a new client the other day and I wanted to vomit because I was like, I don't know what to price it as. And like, I have massive issues around like self-worth. And that's all built upon the fact that when I was younger, and I'm one of the lucky ones, you know, I, I'm one of the lucky ones that got diagnosed. And I'm one of the lucky ones who's, you know, my mum never, you know, said, oh, you're stupid or anything like that. Like my mum was so encouraging with me. So, and let me do whatever I was into and, you know, went with me and followed my lead. So. I was one of the lucky ones and I still feel that way. So if you weren't one of the lucky ones and you grew up in an abusive household or, you know, your parents didn't get it and you were treated as naughty or stupid and all those things, like, is it any fucking wonder? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that's that's trauma. That's trauma. Trauma isn't just, you know, getting beaten up and being abused. Like, trauma is feeling unheard and carrying that with you. Like, it's really, really hard. So... So one of the biggest things that I feel like with me, my inner child is wounded, and I think this is a really common one amongst autistics in particular, where I was um, unable to speak until I was six or seven. And then um, after that, I suffered with speech apraxia, and I still get it now, especially if I'm tired. Um, I really struggle to get my words out, and I think that's an ADHD thing as well, like the struggling to get my words out, because my brain goes like 20 times faster than my mouth so I'm talking but my brain's already had about 20 different trains of thought and even to record this podcast it takes me hours because I suddenly go on these random trains of thought and I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about that and do you know what I mean so I have to really work hard to streamline this to even get down to half an hour um it takes a lot and every week I think, oh, I'm only going to do a short one this week. And then every time it ends up being 30 minutes to 40 minutes because I can't make it any physically shorter. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just struggled to get my words out. And when I was younger, what used to happen was, and this happens sometimes now, but not as much, I will say something, but it will come out completely different, but I can't hear it. And I don't know if that's a speech practice thing or what, but, like, say if I say to my partner, oh, can you put... Brody's t-shirt in the bag and then I'm like I look in the bag and there's no t-shirt and I'm like well where's his t-shirt and you and he'll go no you said to pack his trousers and I'm like no I said his t-shirt and he'll be like no 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 you said trousers I, I heard t-shirt come out of my mouth and I'm like are you the one that can't hear me or am I the one that's not saying it properly and it sends me on when I tell you this makes me go from 0 to 100 so quickly it makes me want to explode instantly. It really, really upsets me. It deeply, deeply, deeply upsets me. And I know now, after doing a hell of a lot of work on it, it's because my inner child felt unheard. So my inner child felt completely unheard for six years and then continued to feel unheard beyond that at school um, and had no way to, you know, say what she was thinking or feeling or you know, to communicate her wants and needs. And even now as an adult, like, I really struggle to um, set boundaries and to 
um, have confrontations, like I can't have arguments, like because I just I can't speak. As soon as there's an argument, I can't I cannot speak. Um, and I struggle to get across what I want to say, and then I just explode, and like, it's just horrible. It's a horrible, horrible feeling to feel unheard and to feel, and it is like you're trapped. It is like you're trapped in your body, and you cannot get out what you want to say. And I think that feeling's never left me. And and I didn't know, and I did not know, I didn't understand that's what it was, and I didn't understand that's why. And like I say, it's only been recently doing the work that I'm like, oh, that's why I feel that way. And, you know, and the problem is as well with, especially with autism, and I've spoken about this before, you know, you're more likely to get gaslit, you're more likely to be manipulated, you're more likely to attract, like, narcissists in, into your life. And because of that, because they prey on vulnerable people, so you're more likely to attract a narcissist who will take your behaviours and manipulate them to control you. And, you know, it's so common, so common. I speak to so many neurodivergent people that have gone through it and it's horrendous. It's absolutely horrendous. And masking causes trauma, having to mask um, throughout your life and you know, that causes a massive backlog of trauma. And I say this all the time, it's scary how children can mask from so young. And it makes sense. Social animals, from an evolutionary point of view, children realise quite quickly they have to mask certain traits to receive, you know, love, attention, food, drink, that kind of thing, to survive. Um, But it, it does leave a massive imprint. So we talk about childhood trauma a lot within the autistic community, but the actual, like, how we actually deal with that doesn't get spoken about as much. And I know when you say things like, oh, inner child healing, energy healing, la la la, it all sounds like woo-woo, mumbo-jumbo. Honestly, it's not. And if you don't want to go down that route, that's absolutely fine. It's just my suggestion. It's just what's helped me. It's just what my lived experience is. Um, I would absolutely, you know, go and get therapy, like, absolutely recommend 110, go and get some kind of therapy. Um, I did CB, I had CBT, 2021, I had CBT, um, yeah, at the back end of that, because I just had loads of stuff happen that year that I just had to process, and, um, it really helped, actually, it really, really helped, and it helped me process what was happening with my son a lot more, it helped me process what was happening with me a lot more, and some of it, you know, some of it was just a bit like, oh, God, you're giving me extra things to think about. But, you know, on the whole, it was actually fairly helpful. But it doesn't work for everyone. And I find some autistic people don't respond to it very well. So bear that in mind also. Um, but even just talking therapy, even just talking to someone, even just be able to, like, say, you know what, actually, I went through this, this and this, and actually I think it's left this lasting impression on me. Like, it doesn't make you weak, it doesn't make you stupid, and you're not complaining either. And I don't know if this is a result of, like, for me, gaslighting or um, just generally the way that things have played out in my life. But I carry a lot of guilt, like, for um, feeling bad about stuff. Like, so if I'm unhappy in a situation, I then think, oh, am I being really ungrateful? Or, oh, you know, I've had this happen, but, you know, this person's had this happen and it's a lot worse. Um even while I've been editing this podcast, because the way I do it is I edit as I go along. And as I was listening back to the audio, I was reading a post, and I just read the most horrendous post about a guy that just, like, lost his whole family. And I'm like, 
I'm sitting here recording an episode about inner child healing and I've got, you know, a house and my family and everyone's fine and how dare I? And immediately I go back to my mindset. So, you know, it's important that we give ourselves space to grieve for these things and to grieve for these things that happened. Like people think, oh, you know, the final result is getting that diagnosis, but it's not, it's honestly not, it's actually the first step. Once you've got the diagnosis, that's when it all begins. That's when the process begins because you've got to unpack so much and then kind of relearn everything, everything that you thought about. So, you know, that's if you get your diagnosis older, but even if you have a child, so you're the parent, even as a child, you then had to unpack everything you thought that parenting was going to be. Like, for me, as soon as I realised that was the journey that we were going to have with my son, I had to literally change every single expectation I had for what things were going to be like. Like, even stupid things like, he has long hair that's, like, down past his shoulders. Like, it's the most beautiful hair. <laughs> um, but it's beautiful, like, really lovely long blonde hair. And I never thought I'd have a boy with long hair ever, in a million years, and I remember I'd see boys with long hair and I'd be like, oh, like, you know, not my cup of tea, and I've ended up with a boy with long hair, and well, I wouldn't change it, but lately I've been getting really stressed out, because I'm like, everyone thinks he's a girl, um, and I messaged my group of mum friends, bunch of slags, there you go, sorry, there's an inner joke there, because um, they were winding me up about something, and I said, right, I'm going to do podcast and call you all a bunch of slags and they all laughed. So there you go, got called a bunch of slags. Anyway, and um, that was completely immature. And I literally messaged them and I was like, does, does he look like a girl? And they were like, no. And I was like, tell me honestly. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he looks like a girl. Do you know what I mean? But I don't dress him like a girl. I dress him, you know, in normal toddler clothes, you know, trucks, bottoms and t-shirts because he doesn't like jeans or um, anything restrictive. So he's just in t-shirts and shorts or t-shirts and tracky bottoms. Like, I don't really dress him much further than that. So, yeah, it's just, like, every expectation I had of what being his mum was going to be like got completely changed. And that's okay. And I had to process that. And that was why I ended up getting therapy, because I'm struggling to process that. And, you know... And now I try and look at things and be a lot more grateful. Like even earlier, he was mucking about and he was going, mummy, daddy, mummy, daddy. And he was like, mummy, daddy, cuddle. And we was all mucking around so far having a cuddle. And I was like, oh, this is what I thought it was going to be like. And now it's happened. And, you know, those small moments make up for the ones that aren't so great. Do you know what I mean? Like those little moments of joy. So um, if you are interested in doing inner child healing, there is a few accounts that I can recommend so the, the Louise Hay book, 100% recommend it. On YouTube, there's lots of videos of the exercises. If you don't read the book, the exercises are on YouTube. Um, there's one here that's like 30 minutes long, and then there's a few other shorter ones as well. Um, there's a friend of mine called Sophie who runs an account called the Sophie Hale, and she's a coach. I spoke about her last week. I'm not affiliated with her, by the way. I might message her and be like, <laughs> do you have an affiliation? Um and she does some inner child healing work in her membership, so I'll pop that in there as well. And one of my... I'm going to be transparent here. She's a client of mine, um, Angelic Soul Healing, and she also um, does inner child, her, inner child work. So she's an energy healer. She is legit. Um, there's a really funny post on her page, and it's actually a Brody. You can't tell it's him because it's just his legs. And he had some mad viral thing and she, I swear to God, she killed him in two days. 
of this viral thing that went around the nursery and all the other kids had it for weeks and he got over it really really quickly so that was good um so she is like even my partner who is like not a believer in all this he even he was like oh my god like he was like, oh my god she's a witch i was like she's not a witch <laughs> she's an energy healer but he was like mind blown anyway she does a lot of inner child healing work and she's got some really good tips on her page actually so um i'll pop her details in the show notes as well um let me know what you think of this episode did you find it helpful um would you like me to talk a bit more about this because i think i would like to get someone on here that actually is like an, an inner child healing practitioner um so if that's something you do and you listen to this podcast please get in touch with me and we will do we will sort something out um if not i'm going to speak to my client actually she doesn't know i'm going to do that i'll be like um <laughs> do you fancy doing something for my podcast because i just think it'd be nice to have something on here like some kind of meditation maybe or some kind of exercise that you guys can like use and you can save obviously the podcast and just you can use it as many times as you need so I think that'd be quite cool actually so I might do something like that and I'm thinking as well to do not meditation because I'm not I'm not like you know I'm not qualified to do these but I don't know, I'm thinking of some kind of like maybe like affirmations or something like for neurodivergent people, um, ones that are specific to us because you can get them. I think there's people online that do it, but I don't know, I don't really see it. And I did put some up on my page ages ago and people really, really enjoyed it. So if you'd like to see something like that, let me know. Uh, let me know what you think. And yeah. So I'm going to go, but let me know what you think of the episode. Oh, um, if you don't already, and I don't know why you don't, um, follow me on Instagram at it's Amber Collins with an underscore. Um, I'll pop that in the show notes as well. And uh, yeah, keep in touch. Come say hi and let me know what you think. Have a great week. <laughs>